Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide, and this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hello. This is Think Big for Africa podcast. My name is Ekenebanyi, your host. Today, I have uh, another young Nigerian. He's an entrepreneur with uh, disruptive business ideas. And according to him, an upcoming African unicorn founder. Okay. He's the CEO of uh, Happy Vibe Services. And he's a storyteller. So today, he will be telling us so many stories about him. Uh, his name, his name is Chukuma Eze. Chukuma, how are you? Hello, Akime. Um, thank you for having me on here. I am fine. I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So tell me, wh- where about do you live in Nigeria? Oh, I'm, I'm based in Lagos. I'm a okay. I'm based in Lagos, Nigeria, western part of Nigeria. Okay. See, I I grew up in in Lagos. Uh, my my neighborhood, the neighborhood I I identify with uh, is uh, Bariga Shomolu in Lagos. Bariga. Yeah. I actually, I actually moved out from Bariga. See. I live in Akoka, and my Akoka is good. Very see, good. okay, so I you're, know you're, Bariga is a very okay. You're, you're talking about my, my neighborhood. Yeah. I grew up in Bariga, uh, and I went to school in Akoka. Actually, I went to CMS Goma School. Okay, one, two. I went to the University of Lagos, so I lived around there for most of my uh, young. Uh, Young, young, yeah, yeah. So I grew up there. So that's that's me. So tell me, tell tell my audience about you and what you do. All right. Well, my name is um, Chukuma Eze. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I run a couple of businesses in the eastern part of Nigeria. I'm into welding. Uh, I'm into barrel rentals. But in Lagos, I run a calling service which helps spread happiness, you know, amongst people, amongst uh, people in relationship, family members, colleagues, human beings, basically. Mm. You just want to make another person happy, you reach out to my company and we'll help you place a telephone call, a voice call to your loved one. And our goal is to get them happy or cry tears of joy on your behalf. So wow. This is basically what I do. And so far, we've been able to do it in thousands of, uh, thousands of times. 
over, uh, all over the world and in different, different languages. So this is what I do right now. Very good. Very good. See, but let's take you back a little bit. Okay. Uh, yes. You, you say in your, in your profile, which I, I read, you say you started from with the Igbo apprentice, apprenticeship system. So, where, where you started, where you started your, your entrepreneurship, tell, tell, tell us a little bit about that. See, that system is, uh, for me, it's a very good system, but I, I don't know if we need to modify it a little bit. You know, that, so tell tell me tell us about this about the system, your view of the system, and how you started your entrepreneurship entrepreneurship from it. Well, the thing is, um, the Igbo apprenticeship system is something that Igbo developed for themselves to help um, lift themselves up economically. They've been yeah. doing it for a while, but then after the war, it became more mainstream that. An Igbo man who's able to stand financially, economically, should take his brother and also help them stand, yeah. help them learn a trade, and then establish. So that's the idea behind uh, 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 the servitude, which is work. If everybody has money, we'll all be better. If everybody yeah. is able to have their own money, we'll all be better. We won't be fighting each other. Yeah. But after a while, um, it's evolving into uh, something else, which um, you know, human beings. If there's a a market where there are no rules protecting the the weaker party, you know, yeah, it's, it's exploited. So, um, if you ask me, I would say today it's, it's a system that has lost a lot of relevance. It's in the 21st century, children shouldn't be learning how much cock is. Most of us should be learning coding, should be learning digital marketing, blogging. These are the jobs of the future. Truth is, the markets are going to be overrun by technology. Very soon, people don't need to go to markets to buy the products they use. I don't even go to markets anymore. I order most of my stuff from my house. I need a fridge, they're going to bring it here for me. I'm just going to pay for delivery. I already know the price online. So if you go and learn how to sell a fridge, and learn how to sell a fridge, and you go to a shop and you are selling a fridge. Somebody is going to be at their house and start ordering it from Jumia, from Conga, and what have you. And you are going to go hungry in the market where you are, you are paying for utilities and all that. So it's becoming an obsolete um, system. But we can find a way to um, propose it, find a way to you know adapt it to, to the needs of the 21st century. Where if I'm making it in tech, I take other children, I train them, I equip them to do well in tech too, and they do well in relevant stuff today. But the, the one of having to start six years, and at the end of six years, your master gives you anything he would like, which less than 15%, from my own observation, less than 15% of the boys who enter servitude make it to the final end of their, their, their servitude and get settled. Even I didn't make it to the end. At some point, I couldn't make it to the end. Some point, I have to so a lot of boys who enter service do not 
finish it, do not get established, settled, and then you know, start the journey of getting established in the market and taking care of themselves. Mm. So I think it's, it's a good ideology, but it needs to be <laughs> easily calibrated. The world it needs to be um, adopted, adapted, and readjusted to fit into the needs of the 21st century wow. so that it can stay relevant. Then how I started, but the truth is that was how I had, I started my entrepreneurship journey. Once I was done with my secondary school, I left three months after I went into servitude. I started my master in plumbing materials. I learned how to navigate the market system, sell you know in a in a in a in, a, in an enclosed market in Nigeria, sell goods. So it made me become entrepreneur entrepreneur in spirit, you know. And I even started exploring other businesses like business, transportation business, and later on, when I became a free man, I did welding and then moved over to welding. I still do it now. My, my senior brother manages the business, and I still have my barrel rent house, which is about 20 people. My younger brother manages business. So, and then, I now, because I'm an entrepreneur, I will always keep um, thinking of what else can I do to give more value and get more money, you know, to, you know, give more value to society, get more money, employ more people. Yeah. So I, I, during the pandemic, I also started Happy Vice Services and been going good. So that's my journey from servitude. I broke free. I yeah. broke free. I started a welding business that was running by barrel business until I now, during the pandemic, I now started Happy Vibe and moved over to Jesus. Yeah, see, I, I like what you said. Use the word give value. You see, that's what uh, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of young people who want to make money, they don't understand that the only way you make money, you earn money in business, in anything we do, is give value. You know? You need to give value to, to someone else for them to appreciate it by pay you, paying you money. See, so I, I like the, I, I like the fact that you use that word, giving value. And, uh, see, we, we, we really need a lot of our young people to understand that that is the only way you earn money, you know, by giving value. See, uh, I'm, I'm appalled when I see that uh, young people in Nigeria now are doing ritual killing to make to 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 I don't know how how they think the money will fall down from from the sky because they sacrificed somebody else. I I, I just don't understand by in in the in the 21st century, are young people still adhere to that? I don't know. That's a, well, it's a, it's a, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So what you said about uh, the uh, apprenticeship system, you see, most people who are involved in that system are traders and then they become importers okay am i right 
Hello? Right. Yeah. So yeah, they, are trade, right. they are traders and they become importers. Now, what I think we need in Africa, in Nigeria, is to encourage more of them to gravitate towards, yes, some in, to, into, into coding and all that, but into manufacturing rather than importing. I mean, see, we can't continue importing everything we want from China, from the West. We need to gravitate into manufacturing those things want, we want. And, and that implies we need to actually understand how those things we import work. That means we need some level of advanced education, engineering, science. See, like, let me, let me know if, if I'm right. Most of the people, in fact, I, I'm, I don't want to say it, but say this, but you speak very eloquently, you know, as yeah, I'm, I'm serious. See, I, 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 I know, yeah, I know somebody from the market. Good. Yes, See, yes. I know a lot of people who went through this, this system. Okay. They're my friends in Barriga, my neighbor up, upstairs in the house I lived, they were traders. Okay. So none of, none of them could speak like you. Okay. So what I'm saying is this. Because most of us, once we leave our secondary school, we go to servitude, yes. we leave education, we just focus on import and export. Exactly. Know? For me, I was intentional about self-education, changing my circles, learning more. You know, that is why I can be able to have this conversation with you. I can be able to share my stories on LinkedIn. A lot of them don't even know what LinkedIn is. You know, mm. a lot of them don't even know what LinkedIn is. Talk more of using the platform for professionals, yeah. which they should as business people. For. Yeah. I'm just, um, I would say, not lucky. I put in the work, but it's rare finding people who are traders, especially in the East, and also have, you know, the knowledge of tech. And, and that is the reason why it's scary because the world is advancing at a fast rate. If they do not catch on, most of them don't have in, in internet penetration, presence on the internet. If your business is on, it's not on the internet, your business is going to die. It's bound to die. Yeah. Okay. It's bound to die. Most of them don't have internet. Most of them are still learning how to use Facebook. You know, and that is going to affect in the next 10, 20 years, their businesses will die off because they are not positioned for the internet. And that is why I keep saying these things, even the market should be aligned for the first century, the importation, just like you're saying, they, they should start instead of importing, start manufacturing. And uh, if the government is, you know, Nigeria, electricity and all that, but as long yeah. as the, the, the electricity is there, the power is there, the roads is there, the, the necessary factors align for production, then we should start doing it. Uh, yeah. 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 Go on, yeah. Yeah. So, so the point is this. If we don't move towards manufacturing, uh, I don't know. I mean, look at the, the exchange rate in Nigeria. How long 
can we continue importing everything we need we need we have a lot of young people but if they don't educate themselves learn technology how it works to help them design those things they import where are we going where are we going i don't see the the way out until we start moving a lot of our young people from import uh, importation business and sales into manufacturing what do you think that's uh, of course because I, I i served the master who was an importer import from china import from Dubai. so you know we, we gather money in nigeria and we go and give them you know we buy dollars go and give because everything you do in business you have to do in u.s dollars yeah and uh, once the dollar increases like i was in the market when i was a houseboy when the dollar went from 160 something doing jonathan to 200 and something you know and from there it went to 300 and something and today it's at 500 and something and it affects once the dollar increases you you know you bought this thing for three dollars in china which is 500 naira. now that the dollar is one dollar five hundred naira means you have to start selling that thing for one five it's triple yeah. yeah you know so um it's crazy but then i just totally agree with you we should have a mindset of self-sustenance let's start doing it ourselves you know let's start um producing this thing here we have the human capacity we have the yeah. human resources let's bring these companies home let's invest in our country invest in our ecosystem invest in our you know our economy and make sure that we depend on because if china stops supplying what we are using a lot of us a lot of things skyrocket you know if, if we stop getting these things from other countries which is bad I, yeah, I agree with you on that. So, uh, you are the founder and CEO of Jem uh, Dekong. I, I don't know if I can I pronounce that that name. Inter integrated Gem Service. Dekong Integrated Services. Good, good, that, good. Yeah, that is the arm that runs my welding and my barrel. Yeah. Okay, so and then you are also the uh, founder of Happy Vibe Services. So. You 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 mentioned it briefly at the beginning. So tell us more about about those things, about those, those businesses. Well, um, Jim Kong is related services. Something I started. Business I started when I came out from my boss's place in Onita. My name is Chukuma. Uh, Jim Eze. Jim the Kong is Jim the Kong. Ah, okay, okay. Jim the Conqueror. Yeah, that's the name. I just shot in this. <laughs> um, I started the business, and um, you know I was in plumbing, but then I migrated to welding, and then you know the barrels were also there too. So I I continued with the business until in 2020, I now discovered, um, and I founded Happy Vibe. You know, was inspired. I was like, what can I do from the comfort of my home to give value to the world and still be able to. Because prior to 2020, I don't know what working virtually means. I didn't even have Zoom on my phone. 
Wow. I don't know what a Zoom virtual meeting was. You know, I'm a trader in Onita. You got, you understand? <laughs> I don't know what all these things. Yeah, I don't know what you know the tech ecosystem was. But stuck at home during the pandemic, no money. My world in business closed. Uh, my my you know the markets are closed, so my barrel business is closed. What can I do to give value to the world and still be able to gain value too? And that is how I say, oh, I have a good voice. Let me put it. I can make people smile. I can help people reach out to you. I can talk to people and they feel better. Let me start putting it into good use. Let me turn it into a company. That's what I did. And people, you know, surprisingly, my community members on Facebook rallied around me and started supporting it and started growing. I started hiring people who speak other languages. And so far, we've been able to make over 17,000 calls across Nigeria in less than two years. So wow. that is how company happy five started yeah wow see i'm i'm happy i'm talking to you today for one for several reasons one is your journey into entrepreneurship and what you do right now okay that's one two is that you were able during the pandemic to maneuver in a way that most people didn't okay most people were stuck at home and they have lost their livelihood and they couldn't even imagine what next okay now this podcast started during the pandemic right see i wasn't yeah yeah just like you i lost a big portion of what I do because uh, most of my clients who are m- mostly in Africa weren't able to pay anymore. Okay. So I thought about it. Hey, how else can I give value? I started this podcast. Okay. So just like you, I started something to continue doing what, I, what I'm doing. So you started uh, Happy Vibe at the time when most people didn't even know what to do in, at the height of the, of the pandemic. And like you said, uh, you guys have been able to make uh, over 17,000 calls. So tell me, tell me, those, what kind of calls exactly do you, guys, do, do you guys do? So we make appreciation calls, celebratory calls, apology calls, self, self-love calls, reach out calls, basically, um, appreciation is you want to say thank you to your wife for being a kind woman, being so supportive to you, being nice to you, uh, all the support she's given you over the years. You help you call your wife and deliver that message and play her happy right song and make her happy. You know, these things are going to come like a shock to her because she wasn't expecting <laughs> it. It's like a shout out from the radio. You know, celebration call is your anniversary, uh, your wife's birthday, uh, you know. Help them, which are your mom, your child, anybody, your your friend is celebrating anything. We just help you to call them and wish them on behalf of Ekenebanye. Uh, we are calling you from Happy Birthday Services and say Happy Birthday to you. God bless you. He wants to thank you for this you did for him, for being so amazing, for supporting him when he needed it, for being there when he was sick. Da, da, da. These things are little things, but the fact that you went through the process of booking a service to do it, it makes them feel wow. 
See, the first time the first time he told me about this, I thought to myself, "Wow, how did he come up with this kind of idea?" Well, I guess this is how uh, innovative uh, thinking works, you know. And I guess you can only grow this because many people who are well maybe for any reason are not able to make the call by themselves in fact i'm sure many people who who can't uh, who are who, who whose friends are angry at them and won't take their own call they will they will rather use your your services they yeah. rather use you and they will pick it and, you know, they will try to listen to what you have to say because we are not here to waste your time. Just yeah. say what we want to say in four or five minutes and we're gone. But it will keep, it will leave a lasting impression in the person's head. Mm. You know, mm. they will be like, oh, he actually did this. Or he hurt, you You know, some of your friends, you are not talking to them. Mm. You fought with them. You did some bad things. You want to apologize, but they block your line. Yeah. You don't even know how to reach them again. You can reach out <laughs> to my company. And for two dollars, two dollars, we're gonna help you to call them and say he's sorry. He says please find it in your heart. So you know some things you might not be able to have the goodness to say. Yes. Or because of the relationship. For me, I don't know who your friend is. <laughs> so my job is just to call them and deliver my message. It's not my the pride or the ego or the hurt is not my yeah. my job is just deliver your message and go. You know, I'll deliver it in the most professional way yeah. and go. And then mm -hmm. the person will now, most times, when people receive our calls, melt their heart, they are like, yeah. okay, let me just forgive and forget. Very, very, very so good that's, service. That's, that's it. Very good yeah, service. Yeah, the thing is, in this world now, is uh, the little thing, you know, things that, things that seem as if they don't matter mm. might be the things that matter the most. You know? yep. You're able to look. You might think, oh, doing cake or something, you know, something small, something small as calling somebody on phone, which we do every day, you know, it's something somebody can just say, ah, let me commercialize it, let me, and then the fact that we do it in different languages, if you are Igbo, we add Igbo, if you are Yoruba, Igala, Epic, you know, imagine calling your mother and, and speaking your mother's dialect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's gonna feel wow. I can I do this from my brother? <laughs> she doesn't know how much she did. But yeah. the fact that I called her and I'm speaking to her in maybe a new world or Anambra dialect, it makes her feel really, really uh, happy. And that's the goal, just to share happiness. Wow. And eventually, we're gonna scale to just one more than one thousand calls. We're gonna scale to a company that anybody in the world can just call in and be happy. 24-7 standby support that you can just call and make you happy. So that's, that's the goal of the company. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Uh, <clears throat> so tell, tell, tell my audience your business ideology that helped, helped you to drive innovation. Well, my business ideology is impact over profit. I am somebody who likes, of course, I'm an evil man. I like money. <laughs> I like money, but at the same time, I know that money is a slave to value. If you offer value, if you make yourself valuable, if you make what you do valuable, people are going to come to you with their money. You know. So instead of instead of running around chasing flies, or instead of running around chasing just 
keep the food or keep something that you know flies are attracted. Mm. Stop running around chasing and keep sugar. Go yeah. and wait. Mm-hmm. In the next five, ten minutes, plants are going to be all over that lot, that sugar. So so that's what value is. Instead of me going to chase money, which everybody likes, go and offer people value. Change people's life. Touch people's life. Create something that they will think of and they will like, ah, Tukuma is the number one in this, you know. Tukuma's company is the best. If they will deliver, they will mend your relationship. They will, ah, ah. Once you are able to create that, I go places in Lagos. I just moved here last year. But I enter places in Lagos and people recognize me. I go to Aja and people recognize me. I'm in Bariga, people are recognizing me. Unilag your school. I cannot enter Unilag and come out without through three, four people saying, ah, Juju, oh my God, I have a following on Facebook. Without people saying, ah, happy vibe, you know, you are here. You know, that's the value. I've been able to create value that anywhere you go, people know you, they identify with you. And once you're able to do that, Money, their money will keep coming to you because they want to be a part of what you're doing. Yeah. So um, that's my ideology. Go and create value, money will follow. So impact over profit, and then be kind to people. My my workers, I don't treat them like, hey, you uh, do this. So they are not. We are even though I'm the boss, but we still relate on, you know, a normal, no, you know, level. Where everybody at least understands everybody, there is mutual respect. It's not like uh, I treat my workers like my 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 siblings, like they are my brothers and my sisters, yeah. like a family. I don't believe we are just working and I sack you whenever I need. When you come to work for happy vibes, you are like working for a family. If you are sick, we we'll give you leave. You know, when you are ready, come back again. Because a lot of them work freelance, you know, work um, remotely, and they freely, you know. They, they come in, they walk, and when they are not available, they can go later when they, you know, it's like Uber. Yeah. You are ready to walk, you can come in and make calls. When you're yeah. not ready, another person calls in your state. So mm. that is also the ideology of what I used to run my company. Kind to people. If you are kind to people, they will rally around you. Most of the people that work for me are not because I pay them millions of naira. No, they work for me because they love what we are doing. They love the impact we are making. They love how you treat them. As human beings, they love the energy. They love, you know, the kind, the kind of culture at workplace, the way people relate. They are not afraid. They are, you know, they are free to express themselves. They love it, and that is why the company keeps working stronger, even though it's still bootstrapped by me. And it, you know, the company runs itself. The company finances itself. The company that you know, the company this massive with over 50 employees, is financing itself. Every we haven't still we haven't you know, thought for. Investment, yes, you know, we will in, in the near future, but we haven't, and the company is strapping itself and going. Why? The culture there is good. The workers believe in it. I cannot run Happy Vibe alone. If you leave me to run Happy Vibe, only me. For this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I now, my the dream is no longer just my dream. It is our collective dream. It's all of us that form this system. I might be the leader. Without the people leading the different departments, leading the arm of you know the community and many other things, the company cannot stand. So my ideology again for business is impact over profit. Go and make impact. Go and create value over profit. And then be kind to your workers, be kind to your staff, treat everybody nice. And um, Nato, that's my ideology. Very, very, very good. Very, very good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So. Uh, you are young. You are young man. 
Okay. Uh, I, I'm happy that uh, my audience, who are mostly young people, young Africans, can hear you, hear the excitement in your voice, and they, they would start believing that they also have the potential of creating impact, okay, giving value, creating impact. So, so what is your advice to these young people who also want to create impact? My advice to anybody, any young person who's hearing me is go for it. Mm. Just do that thing. Go for it. Be inspired to go for it. If I tell you my own story, I will come there. But one of the favorite quotes that I love is a quote by Marianne Williamson. Um, it is not, she said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our mm. deepest fear is that we are powerful measure. It is not our light nor our darkness. Uh, not our light, but our darkness that most frightens us. You know? So you are not doing the world a, a, a favor uh, by shrinking yourself so that others will, feel in, will not feel insecure around. Go and shine. Basically, that's what the quote is saying. Mm. Just go and do that thing that you are supposed to do. Go and shine. And when you, when, when you liberate yourself from that fear, when you shine, unconsciously give all that permission to shine. Yes. I used to be a houseboy in Onitsha, serving my master in the plumbing materials business. Until I logged on to Facebook and I saw people that I grew up with in the same neighborhood doing stuff in their school, in universe, leading communities of students, you know, leading fellowships, doing programs, great stuff. And I asked myself, bro, this, this guy grew up in the same neighborhood. We went to the same school, even though he was a year older than me. But, like, we, we are Mates. from the same... If he has the potential to win this thing, you know, I, too, can do it. He tells long stories on Facebook and people engage him. Friends engage him. He gives value. This is out. I'm like, I can do that, too. So that's how I started telling stories in the market. I would go around, I would interview the person telling, tell me your story, man. She would tell me the story, how she suffered, how she did this, how she did that, and that is why, you know, and this is why she's where she is today, but doing well, doing better, and this is why she's kind, because I was a houseboy then, and she used to give me food, uh, extra food, you know. This is why she's kind to her husband and all that. And I would post that story, people would love it, you know. Then I would start, um, so I'll post that story and people will love it and I'll keep creating stories. Before you know it, I keep doing things, growing, putting myself out there. And that is how I was able to meet people that invested in me, helped me. Even when I left servitude, they made sure I wasn't stranded, supported me with finances so that I can take care of myself, my family, and employ other people. And today, I'm pushing on, firing on all cylinders, doing what I love, and employing many. There are many people who eat just because I followed my passion. Yeah. There are many people who work for happy vibe, who eat, who are able to pay their rent, who are able to buy data and stay online and see and take care of their family because I did not give up on my dream. So anybody listening, you have what it takes. Find what you love doing. Find what you know how to do. Me, I found what I can do. I can talk. I can yeah. make noise. I can shout to people. You understand? I found what I can do and I love doing. And I started it and I made it a business. So if you find what you can do, even if it's barbing hair, even if it's washing clothes, even if you can turn your laundry business into a multi-million dollar business, 
They yeah. having hair. They are people in this area. They are multi billionaires, billionaires because they cut hair. You know, there's a place they cut hair in this Osaka London. Just one hair for small thousand. They are placed ten thousand. Just one hair cost. You know, and this is something someone would do in twenty minutes. You pay them that amount. So that's that's the the idea behind. Just go out there and do do what you want to do. Very good. Very well, good. So. Uh, my last question, which I normally ask my guests. So, you have built something that uh, a lot of young Africans will be will admire. Okay. So, what is your vision for Africa in the next 20, 30 years from now? What do you want to see in Africa? What do you want to see in Nigeria in 20, 30 years' time? Self-sufficient. Self-sufficient. I have a lot of friends abroad. Growing up, my 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 my, my mother, you know, society told me that white people are better. Mm. The movies I watch kind of like portray that white people are better or people from the West are better. But when I'm growing up now, I'm realizing shit. They're not better. We are all equal. Um, what it is you can do with your brain. God gave you a brain. God gave me a brain. Too. Yeah. I can create magic. I can create value. I can do stuff. And I even do stuff that you depend on. Because right now we are using Zoom that was created by the West. We met on LinkedIn that was owned by the West. I use Facebook that is created by the West. Instagram, WhatsApp, everything we do, we consume from the West. Yes. What is it that Africa is producing that the West is consuming? Okay. You know? Okay, it's just our music that we are sponsoring. So we need to now, I look forward to a future where Africa has a bigger share state. We have, we have, in the next 20, 30 years, Africa's population will double. We have yes. about 1 point something billion now. We're going to double to 2 point something, 3 point something billion. Yeah. You know, I hope that at that time, those billions of people can be able to have a bigger share at the table in world stage where world depends on our products. The world depends on made in Nigeria clothes. The world depends on made in Nigeria tech. The world uses a messaging platform that is created by all. I hope to see my company become the number one service that helps connect human beings, you know, and their emotions all over the world. And that's the idea. Let us become self-sufficient, self-reliant, where the world uses our own. China at some point didn't have anything. It was a poor country. Yeah. Until they experimented with socialism and to see the world depends on China. Even the West depends on China. You get the economy in the world, even America, they depend on, on, on China. If China starts producing stuff, Americans can buy iPhones, you know, can buy a lot of stuff because China has made themselves valuable and the world depends on them. So I hope we agree too, the world gets to depend on us for a lot of things them and we make money and we grow our economy and we eradicate poverty within our country. That is my vision. Wow. See, uh, Chukoma, if more African youths get your ideology of value, creating value to impact people, they take that ideology Africa will definitely, definitely be able to do that. 
um thank you thank you very much for being a good a great guest of think big for africa podcast thank you bye-bye yeah bye Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.